This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. All right. So on the show today, I have Dave Woodward. He is the Chief Business Development of uh, Officer of ClickFunnels, and we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and how he landed at what I consider to be an amazing company. Uh, welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, well, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks so much, Gabe. Very cool. Well, we're, as you know, where I always like to start out is kind of learning about your journey as an entrepreneur. Um, so when did you first realize that you were an entrepreneur? Uh, you know what? I, I felt like I always was, but I was typecast into an employee professional life uh, from my parents and everything else until I was probably in my 20s. Gotcha. And when, um, what kind of happened in that moment? I know, I know you had a company before for quite a few years, um, that where you were working with that, what, what was that like? Or how did you, how did you, how did that journey start for you? Well, for me growing up, I always was always fascinated by other people's businesses. Uh, growing up, I had two different paper routes. I had two different jobs in high school. I always, the desire of business was always there, but I grew up in an environment where most of the time it was you know what, you need to become a doctor, you need to become an attorney, you need to go to that direction. So that was kind of the pathway I went. I remember in middle school selling candy and getting, you know, caught selling candy at school and being sent to the principal's office because I was always trying to make a buck. Um, but at the same time, my dad was an attorney, my mom was a nurse. And so med school was kind of the route I was supposed to go. So I went to college and I uh, got accepted to medical school. A week before I was supposed to go to medical school, I bailed on that. Finished getting a master's degree in exercise physiology just because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. Didn't like that. Got it. Uh, started uh, postgraduate work in physical therapy. Uh, had a full ride and just gotten married and I quit. And my parents were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just, I just don't fit that mold. I don't want to be 45, 50 years old and thinking I should have done something else. And so I left uh, PT school. I was my wife of, at that time, three months. And uh, started off actually in the insurance business, uh, employee benefits, things in that area. And that's kind of where I first got my start as far as being my own boss and never looked back and uh, really have never had a job. I'm probably at this point completely unemployable. Nobody would hire me. So that's uh, how it started. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I always tell people, yeah, I'm totally unemployable. If I ever have to get a job again, it'll be a short stint till my next company. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can relate. And um you said something like in the, in kind of your story there where you have, a, you know, pretty traditional, you know, professional family, you know, with your parents. And then, you know, obviously that's like, I'm sure they were an influence on why you thought you were going to go to oh, medical, sure. medical school, which nothing wrong with that. Um, and then you get there and you quit what, um, and, and you, you know, you don't go into that in, in that moment for you, what were you more, you know, you said you didn't want to end up being 50 and not having done what you wanted with your life. Um, was that a big enough driver that you were just like, Oh, that's what I'm going to do. Or, or what was it like, like kind of quitting on your parents in a sense? I'm assuming there was some pressure on that front. Yeah. My dad wasn't too happy. I, I can, uh, I think by now he's probably, for, I hope he's forgiven me, but uh, <laughs> regardless, I'm, I'm not going back. Um, but no, for me, honestly, I think it was uh, the most important thing to me was family. And mm -hmm. I wanted to, I love medicine. I've always been fascinated by the, by the human body. I just, it's one of those things that's just very, very intriguing to me, the systems and all that. So for me, honestly, it was more of the, um, the closer I got to spending time, I volunteered a lot in ERs and different clinics and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I didn't want to have, I didn't want to be away from my kids. And yeah. 
as soon as I got married, that's really when I was like, okay, this thing's legit. This is real. I'm going to have a family. And that's really, that was the biggest trigger of thinking, what can I do that would allow me to spend the time what I want with my family? And yet at the same time, make the, you know, make the money that a doctor would make basically. Right. Yeah. I, I see you now with your boys out in the doom buggies and stuff. And it looks like you have plenty of time with them and a lot of fun. So it's very cool. <laughs> Thank you. It's a huge priority in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, there's a common theme with a lot of people I talk to on the show and a lot of entrepreneurs that I meet that I think are successful and well down the road. And one, they make big choices like that without whatever fear they do have, they set aside to do what they believe is right. And then two, they all were hustling candy in, in, you know, in school <laughs> or like selling stuff door to door or like doing crazy things that most normal kids don't, don't do. And I, I did a lot of those things too. So I can't say, um, what do you think is behind, are you born with that desire or is like, what do you think's behind that that makes us just like, man, I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go sell something to somebody. Um, is that just an, was that an inherent, inherent thing for you? Or was there a big dream even as a kid that you're like, I really want this. So I have to make the money. Um, for me, there definitely was. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I definitely was not, uh, I didn't grow up poor by any means, but just middle-class. And I, I knew I always needed to, whatever I was going to have, I had to earn myself. And yeah. so for me, that was definitely a driving force. Um, that's why I worked two different jobs, even in high school, I had two different paper routes is that, that drive to want to have more, uh, was one of the main things. And I don't know if, again, I get this question all the time is, are you either born an entrepreneur or are you not born an entrepreneur? And Alex Sharfin is by far probably one of the best guys when it comes to talking about the entrepreneurial personality type. I think there definitely is a personality type that fits the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think these days in, uh, if you take a look at most businesses, there's a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I, even at ClickFunnels here, we support a lot of entrepreneurs where, I mean, they, they eat, dream, believe, sleep, everything we talk. And so because of that, they start having their own side hustles on, on the side, which I think is, it's part of the American dream. I really believe it. It's what this country was founded on. And I believe that the only people who will ever change the world are entrepreneurs and business owners. It's, if you take a look at what really moves this economy and everything else, it's the entrepreneur. And so I personally believe that whether or not you were born as an entrepreneur or you have that desire to contribute and to provide value, that entrepreneur thing definitely is a huge, huge part of our, of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said and I totally believe in it. It's honestly one of the reasons that I've been with ClickFunnels from the beginning, but it was really cool to see this last March, the real impact that entrepreneurship makes on the world talking about, um, you know, the unchained, the whole, you know, that whole nonprofit and like, just direct impact on something you want to solve because you've done something right in business. And when, what you said earlier about like, as a kid, you like, you knew you had to earn what you wanted. For me, that was definitely something I, I definitely grew up poor. So that was a big driver. But I think as entrepreneurs, we want control and not in a bad way. Like we want to be able to control our time. We want to be able to control our money. We want to be able to impact the world on our own terms. Um, and that's, you know, when we hone in on that really good side of it, then we have the ability to flourish and grow infinitely when we don't get just hung up on one small aspect of, you know, entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, I don't know. I go back and forth. There's definitely a control aspect to it. Um, I think as an entrepreneur, as soon as you go from the solopreneur to becoming a true entrepreneur and a, as the business owner, you have to give up some part of that control. And I think uh, the other word you use, Gabe, I would say is probably much more of a driving force for an entrepreneur, and that's impact. 
Yeah. I think take a look at uh, any real entrepreneur. Once you, again, once you get outside of that solopreneur, where it's just you or you and a couple of people, and you have a real business where you have employees, yep. it's at that point where impact matters more than anything else. It's the impact that you have first on your customers, the impact that you have on your employees. And then for us, I know one of the main things that I get most excited about is the impact that our customers have on their customers. You know, we've yep. got over 352 people have made our two comma club award where they've made over a million dollars in a funnel and 26 now that have hit basically the 10 figure mark inside of a funnel. But for me, it's the coolest part is it's not their financial success. It's the impact that that business then has on changing the lives of, you know, we've got people who are saving doctors from suicide, people who are saving marriages, people who are helping people with weight loss, people who are helping people just make extra money to change. So to me as an entrepreneur, your biggest driving force is impact. And I think as you made mention with Operation Underground Railroad, with, with Village Impact, which used to be World Teacher Aid, uh, they've now changed the Village Impact because of that. And so I take a look right now at uh, the most important thing that drives us as a company and drives me personally is the impact. You know, we've got 66,000 customers. And I think it's, as we push, whether it's 100,000 or 200,000, the customer isn't as, the number isn't as important as the impact that we have on the lives of 66,000 people. Uh, we were yeah. talking today, we have our dev team here at the office and kind of going through and telling them the whole story of how ClickFunnels got started. And it, the neat thing really is, it's the impact that they're sitting behind the scenes coding, which they don't see the value of the, on the outside as far as that literally is allowing people to change the lives of thousands of people. Uh, we were trying to figure out, um, you know, we started this company, we're, we're four years, September 23rd. That's our official anniversary. That's crazy. And for us, it's, it's really about the impact that that's had. You know, we've contributed over, you know, I think quarter million dollars now to Village Impact. We raised over $1.1 million for Operation Underground Railroad. And those are really cool numbers, but it's really the lives that were changed because of that. And I think as, a, as an entrepreneur, as you start really going, once you, met, once you meet your own economic financial needs as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. the very next thing that matters is impact. And I think that to me is, that's the driving force. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think you're right. And I think just to be upfront, like I think for me, a lot of my journey, like we were talking before I got on is like figuring out how to get my own life straight then become a, an entrepreneur. And then you're totally right. Like it starts with wanting to control your own destiny, but when you mature a little bit, it is, I totally agree. It's about you mature as a business, you mature as an entrepreneur, you mature as a leader. And it's like, who can I actually help? Because like you said, your, your life is taken care of. You've figured it out at that level. Um, and that's, that is the biggest reason that I tell everybody, you know, about ClickFunnels, the biggest reason I come to the events, the biggest reason I want to hang around you guys is because you guys are doing something much, much bigger than software. If it was just software, I don't think the company would be where it is today, just honestly, because software you know, is boring. <laughs> honestly, it's kind of funny. You must have been sitting in the back of the, our dev room this morning oh. as we were talking, because we literally have these conversations where it's so much more than ones and zeros. Uh, and I think it really is. And it's hard for people who are behind the scenes who aren't, aren't on the front lines. And this is one of the conversations we were having was um, the entrepreneur is on the front lines. You're the person who's getting just beat up, but you're also the person when things go great, you get all the accolades yeah. and your support team behind you. They don't typically, they get protected somewhat from all the, all the arrows and everything right. else. Yep. <laughs> at the same time, they don't get to see all the amazingness. And so we were trying to share that with our developers today is yeah. You know, when you release it's, been really kind of a funny thing. We were talking about the importance of graphics and the interfaces and making them sexy. 
make mm-hmm. them sexy so someone wants to share it. Uh, we were joking around about we've got in our affiliate center these little bars that they so that's for those of you guys who aren't familiar with ClickFunnels, basically you can promote you can promote ClickFunnels. We pay a forty percent commission. So our affiliates have a in their affiliate dashboard. There's horizontal bars for each day and shows how much they've made for the week. And so uh, we're now starting to see people posting those bars on Facebook as far as yep. gosh, I made my first dollar or first it's my first time of having a, all four of my bar, all five of my bars filled. And then I've, we've got people who are creating t-shirts, got bars or <laughs> coffee mugs, get bars. It's just like, it's that type of an impact. It, again, it's, we were joking around about this whole two comma club award. And I remember when, uh, we first created this. I, I literally just, Russell, we sat down and came up with the idea and I was literally trying to put paste different things together, how it would work, what could it look like? And we came up with this thing and it's now become the Emmys of, of entrepreneurship, which is, yeah. we literally have people who have these successful eight figure businesses, but they have no way of showing it. And so they literally are, are creating funnels just so they can get an award. <laughs> and it, I just sit back and think it's, it's that kind of an impact where, Again, I'm now seeing our two comic club awards being used in Facebook ads. I'm mm-hmm. seeing them on the back of people's uh, walls as we do interviews. And I, it's, that's the impact that as a software, when you say you know, you know, you're more than software, yes, it really is. It's, we joke around about this whole ClickFunnels culture opportunity. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I hope anybody who's starting a business that you realize the impact that you have as an entrepreneur, it literally changes lives. And whether that's two lives or 200 or 2000 or 2 million lives, I think that's what drives, drives us as a software company to be more than a software company. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. And it's, it's, you're totally right. And it starts with, you said things that I, that I always try to share with people and say, focus in on the culture of the team you build, because that's going to be the culture that your organization and your customers replicate. And then, like you said, your customers, customers who you're touching, like that's the trickle down effect. Um, and what in such a key role there and, and being there, um, you know, for so long now, I'm sure you've seen the team grow there. And, you know, obviously Russell, you know, like you said, being the founder and entrepreneur and stuff, like he gets a lot of arrows thrown at him, like you said, and things come his way, good and bad, um, which is the risk and reward of entrepreneurship. But one thing that I've just been super impressed with is I can talk to any single leader when I, you know, talk to you guys like this, or when I'm at an event or something, and the exact same care and service and just absolute you know, desire to help every single entrepreneur is the same with you or Russell or any of the tech team or anybody. How is that? How does that get done? Because I think that that's something that people just take for granted sometimes. And it's actually probably the most important thing that you guys do, I think. Uh, Gabe, that's a great question. Uh, So recently we were at, uh, Russell won the award for um, entrepreneur of the year for this, this region. And he's going to be competing for the national one here. And that question came up uh, as we were doing all the interviews. I was sitting there with Russell and we were, they were asking, because as, again, you've got, this is Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year. And for them, it's about the entrepreneur. But more importantly, it's about what does that entrepreneur build? What does that entrepreneur convey? What is the culture that's around that company? And so with that, along with, I get approached, I'm of the partners at ClickFunnels, I'm the partner who deals with all of the VCs and everyone who comes knocking our door throwing, trying to throw money at us. And the interesting thing for me is that question is probably the most important thing that anybody who's either looking to invest in money, whether it's our business or someone else's, 
culture is by far a huge, huge thing. For Ernst & Young, Entrepreneur of the Year, culture was one of the main questions. And that is, how do you build a culture that supersedes not just the entrepreneur themselves, but the executive team? And then beyond that, the support team and, and the dev team and the sales teams and the marketing teams and everything else. And so I can tell you for us, there's been a couple of things that we've taken a look at. One of the main things uh, when we first started ClickFunnels was we wanted to make sure that we hired A players. And A players will always cost you more than a B or a C player for sure. And again, it can be two or three times as much. But I can tell you the, what you get out of a hiring an A player is, for one, they're, they're so much more self-motivated. And if you hire right and they buy into your vision, they then become extremely tight-knit to that culture. And they want to share that culture with everyone. Again, whether it's, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, I, you know, I build follow-up funnels. Um, you look throughout our office, there's not, we have two different offices here in Boise. This here is the marketing office and we have another support office. Here in our marketing office, we've got about 15 of us. And honestly, if you go throughout our office, I would say any given day of the 15 of us that are here, there's probably 12 people wearing some sort of swag. Not that they have to or anything else. It's because yeah. they bought into their vision. They are part of that. They they realize that they're contributing more. Uh, again, going back to our dev team, you know, these are high, very skilled developers who could easily work at Twitter. They could work at Facebook. We've had people turn down Google jobs and all because they believe in the culture. And that culture is fostered first, first and foremost by Russell. It's talked about all the time, but the Russell and Todd as the two co-founders and there's four of us as far as partners. That is one of the things that we eat, breathe, sleep and, I appreciate that you recognize that anybody you talk to is that passionate about the customer. And we've had in this office here, there's only been one person we, that really wasn't a, a good fit that ended up leaving. Mm -hmm. And they, we've, they themselves leave because they just realize they're not part of that culture. And we've tried to, the other thing we've looked at as far as when we first built ClickFunnels, our support were people who were using ClickFunnels. They already believed in it. So we, they basically were eating their own dog food and they were here, yeah. wanted to support and share that. And so that gave is really what fostered the growth of our support team where the majority of them, even now have been customers first mm -hmm. um, our developers, even though they typically wouldn't be a part of the community, they get very quickly indoctrinated. They, be, they listen to, again, so some of the main things, all of us um, are listening to Russell's marketing secrets podcast. They're typically some, someone will listen to my funnel hacker radio podcast. They're watching funnel hacker TV they're paying attention to it. They're consuming the content. They're, they're seeing and they're being involved on a daily basis out of choice. It's not a job description. Mm -hmm. And so I think that fostering that type of a culture is what separates a, a tech company from a true culture company. Again, I, I think the best example, if you really take a look at it, it's Apple. I mean, there's a million PCs out there, but there's only one Apple. And mm -hmm. because of that, there's a whole culture based around Apple where, you know, Dell and IBM and all these other ones, they've, they've just, you either have a PC or you've got a Mac. I mean, that's right. what it is. It's millions of PCs. And so uh, a book we've been studying really kind of spending a lot of time on is Play Bigger. Okay. And the concept behind Play Bigger is becoming a category king. So if you take a look at any business industry, there's typically a category king that eats up about 90% of the market share and then everyone else gets the 10%. Part of that 90% is culture because their whole community is bought into that culture. And so 
again, Apple is a category king. And they've been, they've, Steve Jobs is an amazing, by far, if you're going to study an, a CEO, he's probably one of the best out there. Yeah. Uh, because he became a category king in a ton of different things. One in the Mac, again, in the iPhone, the iPods, the, the, all of these things became literally category kings where it's, that is the leader and everyone else just picks up the scraps. And for us, we become the leader in sales funnels. Uh, we basically are the category king in sales funnels. The next category king we're going after is follow-up funnels. And so for us, there's a whole bunch of email autoresponders, but there's a lot more than just email to follow up, especially as you take a look at, again, going back to your question about culture and, and being able to communicate with your followers. So any of your customers, they don't communicate just on email. We're sitting here on Facebook. So they're communicating through messenger. They're communicating through text. They're communicating through desktop push notifications. They're communicating through email. So you have to be able to communicate with them in the way they want. And that's all again about the company culture and then also the, your client culture as well. Yeah. It's just something I'd appreciate you just diving deep into that. Cause it's something that two or three years ago, I knew what that word meant, but not really, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and now I know what it means because we've spent a couple of years really trying to work on that here on our team and it, and you're right. It just makes a massive difference. It, it ejects the wrong people on their own, which is super cool. Generally they just leave on their own and it attracts the right people. Um, not only at the team level, but I mean, you guys get to hang out with like Marcus Limonis and Tony Robbins and like people at that tier who like are like, Oh, those guys are doing it right. And Comparatively, let's be honest, you guys are a baby company. You're turning four. It's not like you've been around for 20 years where it would make more sense, right? Uh, so that's just, that's really, really incredible. The other thing that from the outside perspective, and I'm just curious that I think you guys do right somehow is you're not, I love Apple to death. I'm, I'm, I'm an Apple fanboy, you know, till the day I die. But um I feel like sometimes in that culture at times it was like you sleep under your desk and you work here forever and we don't care about what's going on because this is the only place on the planet. Whereas I follow all you guys and you guys go home and hang out with your kids. Like I just said earlier, you're out on dune buggies and somehow you guys have managed to be extremely aggressive, grow ridiculously fast. And it looks like you guys all still have families. So what is that just kind of preaching it, teaching it? the same way that you guys talk about everything else or is there a big component of culture that you guys have intentionally focused on to maintain family balance? Um, I think it's both. Uh, I, you know, it's really hard. <laughs> I think social media is a really tough game to play. Uh, you know, people can post whatever they want and then there's what, what there's Instagram, Facebook reality, and then there's real reality. Right. Right. Um, and so I think the, the hardest part about something like that, Gabe is, the true transparency of it. Mm -hmm. You can post, you can fake it till you make it type of thing, or you can fake a lifestyle. Um, I, I hope, and what I personally believe is the, the team, the core team that we started with, and then those that we've hired, um, family values are one of the things that we've really tried to reinforce. Um, at the same time, I mean, don't get me wrong. We put in some long hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys. I know you guys. So yeah. there's there's a lot of funnel <laughs> hackathons where we're here all night. But um, again, and it's one of the it's a conversation topic that we have quite a bit with. What can you do? So a classic example was I was, um, I basically made a commitment to my wife. This is my I've got four boys, and my third son is uh, a senior in high school right now, and so my boys 
football than athletes. And, and he happens to be a linebacker playing varsity football. And my wife was like, listen, I know fourth quarter is always your busiest quarter for me travel, which it is. He says, yeah. you have to commit to being there for as many, if not every single one of Christian's games. I'm like, they're Friday nights. That's, I appreciate that. I'll try as much. And she's like, no, you got to, this year, you got to go beyond the call. So um, fortunately, I was with Miles. Uh, he's on my team. We worked together. We hired another person. We were actually out at uh, Pete Vargas's Adventure Reach, a speaking, because uh, we're hiring this big speaking team. And I, I flew home at uh, three, three in the afternoon. I left the event three o'clock. I got here at 630 and was at the stadium by seven. Wow. Because it became the priority. And then the next morning, we, uh, Christian had football practice. We left football practice, drove five and a half hours down to Provo, Utah to watch BYU get their butts kicked by Cal, fortunately. <laughs> but uh, again, it was because we wanted to be there with our two other boys who were down there in Provo, uh, attending BYU and working in Salt Lake area. So um, it's, it's a juggling act. Uh, I, I don't believe in such thing as a work-life balance. To me, yeah. there's there's always one ball in the air or two or three. And you're just trying to catch them. And to me, it's much more of a teeter-totter. I mean, some, I've never, ever had a work-life balance. Um, I think our team doesn't have much of a work-life balance, but there is a family focus. Every single mm -hmm. one of our families. I mean, you see Russell, you'll see him on, if you're watching any of the Instagram stories, he's, he's taking his kids to work or to school before he comes to work. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get home to be there to support our spouses as they have their thing. So um, it's, I think as an entrepreneur, that gosh, I could literally spend hours talking about this topic because there's so many pieces involved. And again, you hear the Gary Vee of, you know, hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And I see my family once a, I see my family in August type of deal. I'm like, ah, it, you just, there's, every family's different. And I think the key to it is I have a very, very supportive spouse. I mean, my wife is, will be celebrating 25 years uh, this November. She's uh, been through a lot with you, a lot, <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. But I think the main thing is I've always tried to, again, back to our original conversation, the reason I didn't go to PT or to medical school is I wanted family was important to me. And so I think when you're hiring your team, you do, you kind of have to take a look as far as how important is family to those people. That's not something you can instill in people later. I think it's, I mean, obviously we talk about it and preach about it and people see it by example and that hopefully that, that comes off. Um, we've got, you know, Nick and Jake on our team here, build our funnels and do our graphics uh, we had a huge launch for 30days.com and they were here, I mean, late, late, late for a lot of nights and their families came to the office and had dinner with them here. So yeah. um, it's a tough balance. I, again, we could have a whole nother podcast just on that, but I'll leave it at no. that. No, I think that's good. I think you're right. Cause no, it's not, it's not, you should grind all day, all the time. That's totally wrong. And it's also not, it's never going to be perfect as an entrepreneur. And I really like what you just shared. It reminded me of, times I've been like working late because you got to get it done sometimes and you know my girlfriend will bring me what I need and take care of me and support me there and then at the same time like you said you there's times we have to say hey I'm leaving the event early I'm I'm quitting early I'm gonna go do it that way so it, it's more of a back and forth than a balance I'm sure and I and I I appreciate what you shared about saying that's probably not something that you're going to instill in people they probably have it or don't um and and that's that's a good thing to pay attention to because as I said it's just it's more and more eye-opening to me about how important culture is. And so I'm trying to be more and more intentional as I bring in more executive level people as we do more here. And it's just, it's, it's, I just super appreciate how you guys model how to do things the right way. Um, well, thank you. And it's, it's just really cool to see live 
And, and I totally agree with you. You know, Instagram is one thing and real life is different, but I do feel like you guys are super transparent. Um, and it just makes it a lot easier to have a path to follow. And that's what I respect the most about the team that you guys have there is you're doing it the right way and you're honest about what you do right and what you learn along the way or what mistakes you make. And that's, it's really cool to see authentic leadership. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> so I guess um, one, I'd super appreciate you being on the show, but is there anything special going on there that you want to talk about or share? I mean, I wasn't, we're not like pitching any, anything huge here, but if there's anything specific that, uh, you know, that you guys have going on that you want to talk about, I'd love to share it with the audience here. You know, we've, I think that's the funnest thing. Uh, we eat our own dog food. So we're always, uh, we're always building funnels. Um, recently, I will probably have the most fun funnel we built in a long time, which is our 30 days.com. Uh, if you want to use your own affiliate link, I'll let you, you post that yourself. Cool. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the whole idea behind it was, you know, we've got over 350 people have done over a million dollars in a sales funnel. And so we reached out to a hundred of them and basically said, listen, if you were to lose absolutely everything, you lost, you lose all your money, you lose your, your list, you lose your contacts. And all you have is a ClickFunnels account and the internet what would you do in the next 30 days to get going? Yeah. And so out of those hundred, it scaled down to where we had 30 people literally create a day by day, step-by-step -step plan. Day one, I would do this. Day two, I do this. Day three and created that. Uh, we then put all those together in a, a book. It's over 600 pages. And we actually were doing a virtual summit September 17th through the 18th and 19th. And then at that summit, basically the first day you get 10 of them and then they're gone. The next day you get 10 and they're gone. And third day you get 10 and they're gone. So if you can sign up for free to watch that, but if you want to then actually get the book and have lifetime access to all the videos, all their plans. And then the cool thing is Bailey uh, Richard, who actually did all the virtual summit for us, she then went through each one of them and said, okay, take me into your ClickFunnels account and show me exactly how you built your two comic club funnels. So she literally goes through and they show, those are kind of the, the bonus premiere types of things. And so that's there. And in addition to that, they get signed up for our one funnel away challenge, which is a coaching program. It's more of an accountability thing. It's going to take place October 15th. The only way you get into it is through the 30days.com front end here. Uh, but that's Steven Larson and Julie Stoyan here, two of our two comic club X coaching uh, coaches and Russell for 30 days, basically implementing exactly how to get started. And so for me, the part I'm most excited about it is we've never given away hundred percent of our commission and we are on this one, which cool. is a, a first. In addition <laughs> to that, um, but more important than that, it's, it, it breaks down the barriers of how do I get started? Because everyone can always point and say, well, you were, you're special, you're unique, you, it, it won't happen to me. And so we literally said, okay, strip it all away. You're starting from scratch. What would you do? And it, to me, it's probably one of my favorite products we've ever done uh, because it's the most pure, raw, heartfelt uh, ability to truly say, okay, if I'm truly starting from scratch, this is exactly mm -hmm. what I would do. And it covers so many different niches and verticals. I mean, it's, if a person, some of them are dentists, chiropractors, professionals, e-commerce specialists, info coaches. I mean, literally there's not a niche out of the 30 that wouldn't apply to somebody on exactly how to do that. And so for me, I'm super excited about that. Uh, originally I thought we'd sell about 2000 copies. Um, I just checked before we got on. Uh, so it's been live now for, uh, started the 6th, I would say the 10th, 11th. So we've been live five days, sold over 3,100 copies of the book. I had to order another 5,000 copies of the book. Um, nice. And I, again, it, it's just super exciting because of how well it's been received. And I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier as far as the value that's being given and really wanting to have an impact. And for me, I think that's the part I'm most excited about. Again, I'll let you post your affiliate link so you can 
yeah, get the rocks for it. Um, <laughs> but again, that's for me is probably the thing that I like the most is that ability for people to really see for themselves exactly how. And the nice thing is that they sign up right away. They actually get access to the videos now. They don't have to wait till next week. Oh, um, we're seeing people go through and actually start. They're starting their own accountability clubs and programs. And um, again, it's all about the impact. And you know, we've we've got some shirts we're gonna be creating for all of our staff as far as probably as impact seventy five thousand. It'll be seventy thousand or seventy five thousand. I'm trying to see how aggressive I want to be between now and the end of the year to get to either seventy thousand customers or seventy five thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but behind that, I really again, it's all about impact. And to me, that program right now is probably having the greatest impact that of anything we've done in a long time. That's awesome because um, you're totally right. People don't know where to start and they think it couldn't happen to me and, and they just, they lack the step-by-step process. And so that's very, very cool. And I've heard, heard a little bit about it and I definitely will jump in that and I'll post it in here so people can check it out. Um, and it, like I, I, you know, helped Brandon Poland and his wife out two or three years ago now and like look at them and it's like everybody can go from, you know, not being sure how, how to, you know, make your car payment to where they are but it's, it's, if you use the tools and, and put in the work. So that's, it, um, you guys did a little mini talk on this at, F- at funnel hacking, um, we did. for a few people. And so, and I love that one. So this is very cool. Um, so definitely we'll, we'll share that. Um, and just thanks so much for being on Dave and just doing what you do. I appreciate you guys. And it's, it's awesome to be a part of the community. So thank you. Well, thanks Gabe. Appreciate it. been listening to today's business leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com. Yeah.